And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to another brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley. I'm waving, but it's a podcast, so you can't see me. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, and jump right into this week, man. We got a full week ahead. Uh, hopefully you guys learned a little bit. I was really proud of last week's because there was a lot of really cool things that even I didn't know. So hopefully I taught a few things. And uh, the same thing happened this week. As I was going through, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So, I, And that's the type of things that I get super pumped about sharing on this show. So hopefully I can teach you guys something and you guys can, you know, again, share it with your friends and look super nerdy because that's what uh, this is all about, right? So we're going to start off with uh, the last day this month, the first day of this week. January 31st, January 31st, 1987, Delta Airlines becomes the official airline of Walt Disney World, replacing Eastern Airlines, who would, uh, you know, then go out of business. So, hashtag thanks, Delta. Uh, January 31st, 1998. Uh, for you folks, there's a lot of folks who, um, maybe remember the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney world. Well, this was the, uh, the first day that the castle returned to its original blue and gray, like the iconic Cinderella castle look after replacing the 25th anniversary cake. Um, I never got to see it. I wasn't there during the 25th anniversary but the people who were, it's super polarizing, right? People either absolutely loved it or absolutely hated it. It ruined their vacation. All they wanted to see was Cinderella's castle, and they got this gigantic pink inflatable castle instead. Um, <laughs> I think it would be really cool. I don't know if it's possible, but how cool would it be for like even one week during the Walt Disney World 50th celebration to be able to put this cake back up for Cinderella's castle. I think that would be uh, super cool. Don't know if it's possible, but that way it wouldn't ruin everyone's vacation because it's not there the whole time, but it would be super nostalgic for the folks who were there to be able to go and take another photo. For somebody like me who wasn't there the first time, I could go and get my photo with the uh, anniversary cake castle. Uh, I think it'd be super cool. So uh, any Imagineers, if you're listening, uh, you know, you have a couple months you have a couple months to prepare this. <laughs> so uh, let's do it. Um, January 31st. I think I think it would be awesome. Uh, January 31st, 2008. Do you guys remember Year of a Million Dreams? They would choose uh, winners for like fast passes and free merchandise and beverages and stuff. Well, this was the first day, January 31st, was the first time a winner was chosen to stay at the Dream Suite at Disneyland. Each night they would select uh, a family in the park, and that family got to stay inside the park at Disneyland overnight. Sounds amazing. I um, they did Obviously, they did the same thing at, at Disney World, so Year of a Million Dreams at both parks. Um, I never 
never won a single thing, never won fast passes, never won popcorn, never won a t-shirt. And I certainly didn't win a stay in uh, the dream suite, which I believe was at Cinderella's castle at Walt Disney world. I never won a, I've never won a single thing ever from Disney ever. So at least not without paying for it. Um, which I guess you're always paying for it, right? <laughs> so, um, moving on, uh, let's see, January 31st, 2014, following the success of Frozen in theaters, uh, Disney re-releases Frozen, but a sing-along version with the, uh, it's like a karaoke version with the words on screen so the audience can sing along, uh, released it to a thousand theaters nationwide i saw frozen in the theater did not go see the the sing-along version if i wanted to see the sing-along version you know you go to uh you go to hollywood studios Uh, but speaking of frozen if you guys check out the milo beasley show coming up uh next week my guest next week is actually going to be the writer for the frozen comic book for disney's frozen uh, Joe Caramagna. And uh, yeah, so check that out. A lot of cool things to say about uh, Frozen and some other Disney comics. So we're going to get right back to it. Uh, January 31st, uh, 2020, just last year. It still feels so weird to say 2020 and last year, but Ariel's Grotto closes at Mermaid Lagoon in Tokyo Disneyland. I absolutely love Tokyo Disneyland uh, and Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, so this is what this is Tokyo, wait, right? Yeah. Uh, Disney C, right? Correct. Yes. Um, absolutely love mermaid lagoon. It's just, it's, it's a whole theme park like underground, but Ariel's grotto closes. She moves upstairs because like Lieutenant Dan, she got legs. So now, uh, well, yeah. So now Ariel is meeting above ground because she found her legs. I mean, she didn't find them. It was like magic and stuff. Lieutenant Dan bought his, I think, from NASA, I think. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next day, February 1st, going back in our Wayback Machine, 1925, the Alice Comedy. Are you guys familiar with the Alice Comedies? These were uh, these were shorts that Walt Disney did, live action. They did like a, a mixture of live action and uh, kind of cartoonies. Uh, uh, but the their Alice comedy, Alice Gets Stung, was the last time Virginia Davis, the original Alice, portrays Alice in the Alice comedies. Um, it's ironic. I mean, it's really weird that, right, like Alice gets stung and then like she's never heard from again. So kind of kind of weird. Uh, Virginia Davis had actually played Alice 14 times in the Alice comedies. Before um, before moving on, February first, nineteen seventy two, big day in Disney World history. It is the first time Disney World admission sees a price increase. It um, it uh, went up from three dollars and fifty cents to a whopping three dollars and seventy five cents. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar and think that, man, that sounds like a deal. Don't forget, you also had to buy the uh, the ticket books. So, you know, the A, B, C, D, and E attractions to be able to go on there. So it was 375 but you also had to buy the attractions. So 
yeah, I know it's not this. It's I, you would much rather pay three seventy five and an attraction book to be able to go into Walt Disney World every day. I get it, same Z's, uh, but you know, February first, nineteen ninety four. Could you imagine though? Like, be like, all right, well, here, here's five dollars. Let me have my change. Uh, does anybody know how much the uh, the ticket book? I never, I never had to do the ticket books ever since I went. It was yeah, you paid a well, you bought your annual pass because uh, Florida resident and dumb to just buy a single ticket. Uh, but yeah, so I don't even I don't even know how much the ticket books cost. Were they were they more than the admission? Hmm. That's gonna be what that's gonna be my homework as soon as I uh, click stop recording today. Uh, what I say, 1994, the U.S. Department of Defense starts leasing the Disney Inn at Walt Disney World. They would then change the name to Shades of Green. So you're like, where was the Disney Inn? The Shades of Green, which is located, uh, what is that, uh, west? Yes, west of the Grand Floridian, right next to the Polynesian you know, right outside when you, uh, when you're leaving the Polynesian cutting in front of the ticket and transportation center, that's shades of green right there. And while it was, we'll see, leased in 19, this date in 1994, it was officially purchased by the U S government in 2004. So military, if you're staying, I think, is it only military that can stay there? I know I've been to a, a wedding there. I've been to a wedding at the shades of green. That was an awful, that was an awful lot of fun. It sounded like I was going to say that was awful, right? No, that was, it was an awful lot of fun. So uh, thank you, Brian, for inviting me to your wedding. Um, February 1st, 2013, 2013, a great year because this was limited time magic at Walt Disney World. And this week's theme was Super Bowl celebration. So starting on February 1st, uh, you can see a Super Bowl parade. There was football goofy. Chippendale, Chippendale were referees. They had a band. There were cheerleaders. Uh, and then that set up for the what would it be the Super Bowl, actual Super Bowl celebration parade on February 4th. But my favorite thing about this week, and I hope they, well, it's Super Bowl's coming up, so they probably won't. But several uh, eateries, several restaurants at the Walt Disney World had a special soup er bowl. Yes, a bowl of soup that they had not, uh, several bowls of soup that they had not traditionally offered were available during this soup er bowl celebration. I love me a good pun. Uh, so I think no matter what, if Disney brings this back, I think during the soup or bowl, I am definitely eating a, um, a bowl of soup of some sort, just so I can remember the good old limited time magic. <laughs> uh, okay. Here we are moving on to February 2nd, 1967. We talked about it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I believe it may have been even during the YouTube's that we talked about it when I was uh, filming these for YouTube's and not the podcast. Uh, but we remember the iconic Walt Disney video of uh, them uh, announcing 
the Epcot Center, or not necessarily announcing the Epcot Center, but announcing the Florida Project. Well, uh, on this date, February 2nd, 1967, Roy Disney, which is Walt's brother, officially announces Epcot as part of the Florida Project. It's a two-parter. Epcot would be a theme park to celebrate Walt, as well as a new glass dome city just outside of uh, Kissimmee, Lake Buena Vista area. One of these things happened. Uh, obviously, the Epcot theme park got put off until after uh, the Walt Disney World uh, or Magic Kingdom park got built. And then the Dome City did not actually happen, but Celebration happened, which was kind of the same thing you know epcot stands uh stood for the experimental prototype community or city depending on uh which of the times walt said it of tomorrow so it was actually supposed to be like a little city and uh it's kind of what celebration was but it's not really anymore and it's certainly not gloamed uh gloamed glass it's this not a glass dome city like in the simpsons movie Ooh, the simpsons did it uh, February 2nd, 1992, the Alligator Bayou opens at Dixie Landings Resort. Dixie Landings is now Port Orleans Resort. So no more Alligator Bayou, uh, no more Dixie Landings. Hello to Port Orleans. What we got? Uh, what is that? Riverside and French Quarter. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Uh, I haven't stayed there yet. I've been there many times for, uh, I've had some friends stay there, and uh, I've been there during holidays to see characters there. So I absolutely love Port Orleans. Never got to see it as Dixie Landings, though. Uh, And then February 2nd, 2006, I remember this one very, very well. Uh, for reasons I, if you ask me offline, I can tell, but I can't really, um, can't really say on the podcast, but February 2nd, 2006, Disney announces a three month closure to Pirates of the Caribbean on both coasts, Walt Disney World and Disneyland to incorporate, uh, scenes or characters from the new movie. So they would include Jack Sparrow in a, in several scenes and Captain Barbosa. Actually, so only Walt Disney World had Captain Barbosa. The uh, Disneyland kept the original Captain for Pirates of the Caribbean. So, uh, kind of cool uh, to you know see that on one side and not the other. But yep, a lot of folks. So again, this is super polarizing. A lot of folks did not did not like the incorporation uh, the incorporation of Jack Sparrow into Pirates of the Caribbean. But I say if it wasn't for for Jack Sparrow, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean would not be as popular as as it is. So, I mean, I guess you had to throw him in there at least. Well, I he's in there what like thirty two times or so. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but he's in there a bunch, uh, like five times, right? So, yeah, maybe that's a little bit, maybe that's a little bit too much. Uh, where are we at now? February third. Ooh, February third. We're going back in the wayback machine again. To 1930 again, Roy Disney, Roy O. Disney, Walt's brother. We talked about him uh, just a day ago, but 1930, Roy O. Disney uh, sells uh, merchandising rights 
to Mickey and Minnie Mouse for the first time ever. And so this would be pretty much where Mickey and Minnie Mouse and merchandising absolutely explodes. Um, you know, Mickey's been around for uh, a year and some change at this point. What, November uh, 1928? So yeah, a year and some change. So here they are finally blowing up huge with merchandising. And if you've seen my office, if you've seen my studio on some of the other past videos, you'll know that they, they definitely got to me. Uh, February 3rd, 1945, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Disney films, Three Caballeros is released in the United States. Um, uh, this actually is... Uh, a lot, some folks get this confused with uh, Saludos Amigos, but Saludos Amigos was actually a different film featuring the three caballeros. But uh, <laughs> this was this was released in 1945, and if you stick around, maybe we'll talk about Saludos Amigos later on in this episode. Uh, so uh, yes, uh, and actually, so and I just saw that. Uh, uh, sorry to sidetrack here, but I saw that the three caballeros in the, uh, ride at Epcot have been right. The animatronics haven't been working correctly. So they actually replaced them with cardboard cutouts, which is cool. Cause I have four cardboard cutouts of me right in my office. So we're going to see if we can maybe switch one. I'll tr I will trade Again, any Disney Imagineers, I will trade you one of my cardboard cutouts for one of your car cardboard cutouts. So let's make it happen. February 3rd, 2002 was the very first time that Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady said, I'm going to Disney World. He would do so several more times, including the same date, February 3rd, 2019, saying I'm going to Super or I'm going to... The Walt Disney World. And you know what's going to happen? Next week, Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will once again say, I'm going to Disney World. It is not even that far for him because the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa. So all he has to do is like get up in the morning, take a shower, and then drive 45 minutes uh, and <laughs> or 60 minutes, and he'll be at Walt Disney World. So um, come on, Tom Brady. Bring the Bucks. Oh, come on. You, you really can't let Brad Johnson be a better Buccaneers quarterback than you, right? So, come on, Tom Brady. I'm betting on you. I'm not really betting, but I'm open for it. So, slide into my DMs. Let's make some, let's make some wagers. Uh, February 4th. February 4th, 1938. A, another huge day in Disney history. Snow, following... Okay, so we had the... Um, we had the world premiere in... LA in Hollywood. And then there were a couple showings in New York and Miami following those performances, those showings, Snow White and the seven dwarfs gets a general release to theaters in the United States. So this is the day that if you didn't live in Hollywood, New York city or Miami, you got to see Snow White and the seven dwarfs for the very first time this date, February 4th, 1938, despite it coming out in, uh, in 1937, I know it's like it's only like a month and a half, but it seems like an entire year after its uh, release or after its premiere. So there you go. 
February 4th, 1966. A short titled Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree uh, plays before the um, the feature film The Ugly Dachshund uh, for, uh, for Walt Disney Productions. What is important about this date, this movie, is that this short, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, was the first time a Winnie the Pooh cartoon was created by Disney. So, uh, you know, obviously uh, Winnie the Pooh had been, it was a, a book and, uh, had, you know, other merchandisings prior to uh, Disney. But this was the first Disney works for Winnie the Pooh in the Hundred Acre Woods. Also, the Ugly, uh, the Ugly Dachshund is a great, fun movie. It is on the Disney Plus, And if you haven't watched it, I highly, highly recommend you watch it. That is your homework for the, this week. Watch The Ugly Dachshund on Disney+. Plus. Uh, February 4th, 1997, possibly the most 90s thing, a five-month mall tour. Yes, a Tiffany-esque, New Kids on the Block-esque, uh, was Debbie Gibson mall tour begins promoting the movie Hercules. Hercules. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It has a ton of great songs. Hercules has better songs than Tiffany. That's right. I said it. Because, like, they were all originals. They weren't covers. What's up, Tiffany? You want to fight? Um, <laughs> but, yes, a five-month mall tour. Uh, I don't... They don't... Obviously, they don't... Do they still do mall tours for anything anymore? Any, like... Uh, bands, movies, obviously not right now, but had, when was the last time you went to a mall and they had somebody, you know, there was like somebody flyering or something for something going on. Uh, and then where are we at? A couple days left this week. Uh, here we are February 5th, 1953. Again, a big, big, big week for the Walt Disney company. February 5th, 1953, Peter Pan has its world premiere, is released in New York City. New York City! And yes, every time I say New York City on this podcast, uh, actually, anytime I say New York City anywhere, I do the the New York City. What was the, what was the, what was the pasta? Oh my gosh, like I knew it like a second ago. Um, but now, now you, I know you guys are like yelling at like your radio or your phone or whatever you're listening to me on. Um, what was interesting about this, about this movie, Peter Pan was actually the 14th produced Disney film, but it was the 20th released. So it was, it was actually produced and created and finished way earlier than it was released. I do not know why, but that seems like, I mean, uh, we know that Steamboat Willie playing crazy, uh, Galloping Gaucho, we know the order. So like we know that uh, Steamboat Willie was the third movie produced by Disney and then the first released. And then, uh, you know, playing crazy um, was the first released, but not the first or the first produced, but not the first release. So I get that, you know, maybe a couple off, but man, being four or uh, six films off, like so six films created between 
Peter Pan when it was finished and when it was actually released. Uh, kind of crazy. And then 60 years later, uh, it became available for the 60th anniversary Blu-ray edition on the very same date, obviously, because it's an anniversary. And then a sad day. Again, a big day for Walt Disney Company, but a dark, dark day. February 5th, and you're going to be like, why is this a dark day? But February 5th, 2000, I'm just going to go ahead and get to it. 2015, the Walt Disney Company names Thomas Staggs as the chief operating officer of the Walt Disney Company. You're like, God, that seems like a, that seems like a good thing. Why is it a dark day? Because he was the chairman for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. And when he became the COO of the Walt Disney Company, that opened up for for Bob Chapek to take that position. I am a huge Disney fan, obviously. I have Disney everywhere I look. It looks like Disney threw up here in my office, in my studio. I'm doing a Disney podcast. I, uh, I have... I'm wearing... Literally, I'm wearing Disney stuff right now. So I love Disney. I, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to love their decisions and love the people in charge. We're going to go ahead and move on. February 6th, the last day of this week, before I say something um, that'll get me banned from the Disney parks. Uh, February 6th, a lot of, you know, it seems like when there is a, uh, a, a date that has like a birthday, that there are a, I mean, obviously every date has a birthday, but there are some dates where just there are a lot of very important birthdays. And this one is one of them. February 6th, we're going to go back to 1859, the birth of Elias Disney, Walt Disney's father born on this date. February 6th, 1911, as seen in Back to the Future, actor Ronald Reagan's birthday was this day. Uh, February 6, 1914, Thurl Ravenscroft, one of my favorite people, was born on this day. Uh, he he was the voice in a ton of Disney cartoons, um, but he was he's also the narrator in the Haunted Mansion, and he is also the singer of uh, I I don't even know if he's credited in the movie, but he is also the singer of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. So, Thurl's Ravenscroft. And he has such a great name, right? And then, uh, wrapping up, birthdays, February 6, 1934. Disney legend Imagineer Marty Sklar born on this day. Uh, and if you have stuck around with me, then here is the payoff. February 6, 1943. Saludos Amigos, which is not the Three Caballeros, debuts, is released uh in the United States on this day. It's a 42 minute film. I think broken up into, is it four segments, four different segments? Uh, but yes, is a, um, uh, a film teaching about Latin America. Yeah. Uh, Carmen Miranda's in it, you know, with the thing on the head as you know, the basket, the, you know what I mean? We're going to go ahead and move on uh, to something. This is, again, something I didn't know until doing this. Uh, February 6th, 1985. This date was the day that Disneyland... Uh, how do I... How do I... I should have 
I should have worded this out better when I um, when I wrote it down. But this was the date that Disneyland started becoming open seven days a week year round. Prior to this, during the off season, Disneyland was actually closed on Mondays and I think maybe Tuesdays as well. But yeah, Disneyland was not a seven day a week park year round. So obviously during uh, the summer and winter times, the popular times, yes, it was open seven days a week, but it was not open seven days a week during that off season. And to me, that's just mind boggling considering like uh, all I've known is the Disney parks to be seven. You can go anytime you want between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Any day of the week, 365, sometimes 366. Um, But yeah. Uh, so I actually learned something there. And then the very next year, uh, February 6th, 1986, Walt Disney Productions officially becomes the Walt Disney Company. And man, every single piece of merch <laughs> during that time says the Walt Disney Company, the Walt Disney Company, the Walt Disney Company. But it's actually cool. So like uh, like early, um, like early Epcot merchandise, uh, says Walt Disney Productions. So that's kind of cool to see on there. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about, February 6th, 2009, Small World reopens in Disneyland, this time featuring new characters from Disney and Pixar film. I believe 29 new characters. Uh, I think Aladdin's there, you know, uh, Woody. Um, I, I am absolutely trying up blank right now uh but yeah so opens up with new characters mixed in so disney characters mixed into uh the countries where uh, they are represented in small world so that's kind of cool and again uh i haven't known it any other way (laughs) because my first time there was what 2014 15 2015 maybe so again i haven't known small world in disneyland any other way Except for when I watch, um, was that Tomorrowland, and uh, with uh, Clooney, and uh, and they go into Small World, but then they don't even go into Small World because that, anyways. Uh, so that'll be it for this week in Disney history. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hopefully, you learned a couple new things because I certainly did when putting this week together. And again, Super Bowl this week. This weekend, uh, Tom Brady, Buccaneers. They're, uh, so what is that? So fe- that would be February 7th. So February 8th, February 8th, you can catch the Buccaneers Super Bowl celebration at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then speaking of February 8th, you can catch my upcoming interview uh, with Joe Caramagna. Uh, he works for Marvel Comics, works for Disney Comics, and uh, check it out. It was a really, really fun interview. Uh, we talked about which park is better, Disneyland or Disney World. So lots of discussion there. Again, thank you for hanging out with me for these 30-some minutes. Hopefully your car ride, your exercise, your workout was made a little bit better by hearing some cool Disney facts. Thank you for hanging out with me, and we'll see you next week for this week in Disney history.